You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Mark Vallis, and you're listening to West of Broadway. Welcome to West of Broadway, a celebration of musical theater on the West Coast. I am on-air host and theater enthusiast, Where's Scott. Well, no, you know, I was I was in a couple plays in high school, so I guess I, <laughs> so I'm a theater veteran just we, like you. Yes, right? recovering <laughs> performer. As in the king and I. Hey, well, I am here along with for real theater veteran and celebrity publicist, Will Armstrong, everybody. Hi, Yay, coming to you from your kitchen table. Well, yeah. I love when we do this. We have our mint water, and uh, we need our energy. We need to be hydrated because we are, we're covering a lot of stuff today. We we're really calling are. episode what? Straight out of Jersey. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because we, we got to talk about Todrick Hall and Straight Out of Oz. Right. And this all happened in the span of like two days. You oh saw Todrick at the Saban in Beverly Hills. You saw Jersey Boys at the Amundsen in downtown LA. And I took a boat uh, like 26 miles across the ocean to Catalina Island, oh. where I saw a silent film version of Peter Pan, hosted by Kathy Rigby, who played the boy who never grew up. 3,000 performances. I mean, I've never felt so close to Broadway. Mm-hmm. Th- this week has just been incredible. <laughs> and and there's just it's just another reminder that there's so much talent there's so much entertainment out here mm-hmm. and it, it was just so much fun just to be mired in all of that like, yeah it's great. wouldn't you just go out to a show every single night if you could like we didn't have to have our real job <laughs> yes <laughs> I absolutely would and, yeah. it, and I, I always leave invigorated and inspired and impressed mm-hmm. and it's just it's great and is that the best thing about art like it, it really it inspires you to go create things or to look for the beauty in certain things absolutely yeah, and yes. you're going to be creating a new apartment here soon. I know, this is yeah. our last time recording in here because, at the apartment because we're moving to Burbank, which I'm very yeah. excited about. Beautiful downtown Burbank. Beautiful. Oh, I'm like a block away from a uh, library, a block away from a running track, a block and a half away from a Starbucks. It's Life is good. And we have a little yard. It's great. Oh my gosh. Okay, well hopefully we can get you out of your cool new place to continue to see some shows. We have The Little Mermaid oh. in the South Bay at right. the Rosando Beach Performing Arts Center that we want to go check out. I'm so excited to see Little Mermaid with you. Did I tell you, <laughs> did I tell you that? Um, a million years ago, I was uh, Prince Eric at Disney World in Florida. Yes, of I, and, course. And my Ariel was Leanza Cornette. Oh my gosh, was she Miss USA or Miss, she America, 19, Miss America? 1994. Yes. I just dated myself. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, it was She's beautiful. She is still stunningly beautiful, mm-hmm. but what a talent! Even this, I, I knew her right before and right after she won uh, Miss America. Like she came while she was 
while she was Miss America and she was doing her whole tour that year, she came back over Easter and she performed for a, a, a week, I believe. And I got to perform on stage. I was like, that is, I'm fully kissing Miss America. Yes. Like, <laughs> That's a beautiful. Well, hey, Leanne Zicornet, former Miss America 1994. If you want to come hang west, west of Broadway with us. Yes. We're here. Be, that would be amazing. We'll be in Burbank. Yes. I, I think I'm Facebook friends with her. I'll send her a message. Exactly. <laughs> her. Facebook friends with her. So we went out to dinner. I have to tell this story uh, right before we saw... Was it an American in Paris? No, Bodyguard. Bodyguard. And no, it was American in mm. Paris because we were at uh, the Redberry. Oh, that one, yes. And oh. Will was saying, did we tell this story already? I don't about, think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> the waitress, you said, you look familiar. She said, you look familiar. And uh, you went on Facebook and within two minutes, you'd pulled up a party from three years prior, two, three years prior, and you guys had been bowling together. It's <laughs> like, here we are. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. 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 I, I, you live in this town long enough. You, <laughs> you can reach anyone yeah. via Facebook. Absolutely. Well, let's jump right into this because let's start off in Beverly Hills with Todrick Hall and straight out of Oz. There's so much buzz about this. So who's Todrick? Because you kind of, inter- I'd heard his name, but you really turned me on to him and okay. I'm totally obsessed. So he was in season nine. He was a semifinal in America, uh, American Idol mm-hmm. and he did a great job and that's where he first got onto the scene and what he went from there to his um, YouTube presence really took off where mm-hmm. he he has always been a huge Disney file and um, he ta- he like reconceptualizes things like Beauty and the Beast or mm-hmm. the Cell Block Tango or, or different um, medleys of Disney and he creates these incredible videos that are just his voice is incredible, his performance, his dancing, his directing, his everything is just so point on point. And um, he also has this amazing ability to get other talent, whether they're people that he's helped cultivate or well-known people in the industry like Shoshana Bean or the Pentatonix. Mm-hmm. They, everyone collaborates and they create these incredible works of art. If you haven't done so yet, check out todrickhall.com and there's links to all of his videos. And he said, hashtag splits on trees. Which, if that doesn't mean anything to you, it will twerking in the rain. He took a Gene Kelly uh, singing in the rain and did a twerking in the rain version, which is incredible. And um, I think my personal favorite is 90s Disney, where he and Shoshana Bean do a medley of all uh, Disney songs reconceptualized through the lens of 1990s pop music. It's really, it's color me good not color me bad yeah, exactly <laughs> a bad like b-a-d-d exactly. like with two d's on it but um yeah no he is a, an incredible talent and he has a sleeve of tattoos on his arm that are all wizard of oz uh, uh characters and he has always had a relationship with that and mm-hmm. he equates dorothy's journey over the rainbow to his journey to los angeles it's like through american idol and la la land exactly. and everything it's a great metaphor for that and he yeah. so he Wrote, he did something very Beyonce, like with Lemonade and how like she'll just drop a whole album with music videos and everything. Mm-hmm. He did something very similar with Straight Out of Oz where he, I think it's 20 original songs, and he created a whole series of videos and an incredible show that tells a story from him leaving Texas to falling in love, falling out of love, the lessons he learned, the friends he made, the, le- um, all the, 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 and then, What's really interesting about Straight Out of Oz is, the, especially the second act, it takes on a very social story, talking about mm-hmm. how to deal with haters and how to really find your own voice, talking about what we, how we can respond to society and how people are treated. Like, be, like in Oz, it's the Green Lives Matter, right. <laughs> as opposed to Black <laughs> Lives Matter. It's really amazing. It has a great message, and 
I think so many people, uh, and, he, and Todrick says in the story, uh, in the show, he says, I never would have thought a couple years ago that an openly gay man could tell his story to packed houses around the world, mm-hmm. you know? And it's in, it's really, really, like I said, just go on YouTube and check out low or expensive or wrong bitch or like there's so many incredible like um what a talent yeah Yeah. incredible talent and he also is like a a friend of broadway he was in the color purple he was in memphis he just recently starred in kinky boots and then he actually postponed a portion of his this uh, straight out of oz tour so that he could do his stint on broadway the second he left the show he came back to the tour and now like i said we saw it on sunday night I mean, Saturday night and then Sunday morning he left for London and he's in London and then they go to Italy and Switzerland and Germany and France and Australia like it's he's just incredible well, you I, told me there's a rumor that Straight Outta Oz might be going to Broadway it, it's there's not def- perfect for it there's definitely yeah. there's definitely Broadway buzz mm-hmm. I, I mean I it'll be really fascinating to see how the show it definitely I mean it definitely needs some Broadway tweaks mm-hmm. but it's all there like the meat and potatoes is there yeah. and the talent is there and, the woman who plays his mother, the songs that she, like, it's just, oh my goodness. I mean, oh, and here's the really cool thing about Todrick. Because the internet is so responsible for him and his career, it was so refreshing to sit down. And when the show started, he was just like, and as far as your cell phones, taking pictures and videos, you're welcome mm-hmm. to. Oh, cool. All you have to do is hashtag straight out of Oz. Mm-hmm. You know? So people had their phones out and they were catching. I captured. saw your video. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and it's like you were, you were encouraged to do so. Mm-hmm. You know, and which, if, the, if, he, if he weren't allowed, I would have had a, like a little bit of an issue with it because like, that's what he's all about, is sharing information. Yeah. And, stuff. and so and all of his content is available online. So you can watch an hour video straight out of Oz, like the entire stage performance that's already streaming online oh my gosh but there's nothing like being there right like you can watch it but still go see it because it just it sounded like you had this like transformational experience (laughs) we were texting i actually um i was sitting next to his college roommate his name is tim and he was sitting next to bill and myself Mm -hmm. and we were we were talking and he was just so fun and he like these guys have been friends since college and he was so proud and just giving me a little insight. He's like RuPaul sitting upstairs and uh, so-and-so's over there. And like, he just knew, like, it was just really cool. I think RuPaul re- must think that you're following him. I, I take- <laughs> Where we go, there's RuPaul. I- <laughs> <laughs> and now here's the RuPaul portion of our podcast. Yes. Where I talk- we should, every time we should give like a RuPaul connection. Update. Yeah, RuPaul update. <laughs> I, I do love RuPaul very much. So, um, but um, yeah, no, it's just, it, it was a really, really enjoyable evening uh, where I just got to experience something so special. Oh, and the entire audience, like sequins and Glinda outfits and green makeup and you know, like everybody just got into it. It was like Rocky Horror for a new it's generation. So funny. Maybe was, throw any toast at the screen? No, oh, wait, no. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? When, okay, so going over to Catalina while you were at the Savannah in Beverly Hills, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite theaters, like this little Art Deco jewel box. It's beautiful. I was at, if you ever see pictures of Catalina Island, there's this big round building called the Casino, which there was never any gambling there. Casino is the Italian word for a gathering place, which I, I just learned that this weekend. So what about the, that appetizer, Clams Casino? 
don't, maybe it's a gathering place for the clans. <laughs> <All right, laughs> so the clans get them. together. Okay. <laughs> they tell them it's the casino. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so they have the beautiful ballroom upstairs. There's the historic theater underneath, and people were dressed as mermaids and in Peter Pan outfits. I went. It was a special silent film benefit for the Catalina Island Museum, and it was 1924 Silent Peter Pan, which was the first film adaptation. You know, like later right. we had Hook and everything. First film adaptation of J.M. Barry's Peter Pan play from you know the early 1900s, and they had um, live accompaniment with Michael Mortella, very famous composer, uh, some of the musicians from the L.A. Phil, and it was cool because here's our Broadway connection. Right. Kathy Rigby, who played Peter Pan for all those performances, came out dressed as Peter Pan, and she's so cute. Yeah. I felt like she could hop on a street and like fly across the theater, yeah. and she's saying, uh, I won't grow up, with a bunch oh. of kids that she works with here in Southern California, and it was crazy because their DVD of music wouldn't play. They were all lined up, and they're like, okay, and, oh nothing, and she's like, all right, kids, it's live theater, you know, you're on, this is what we train for, we're just going to do an acapella. The show must and go these, on. The sh- and those kids, they couldn't have done it any better. I like had tears in my eyes because I felt like a kid. Uh, and it was really cool. My son was with me, he's seven. He loved seeing it. And we had just seen Finding Neverland uh, a couple months before at the Pantages Theater. So it was cool to see the actual Peter Pan movie that was based on the play after kind of seeing the backstory and how James Brown, I know they took some liberties, you yeah. know, with like his life and how the story came about but uh yeah it's just been a great couple of months for seeing shows and plays and movies and silent film and all of that so wow. it was cool i love kathy rigby i always Isn't have she cute ever since she was a, a, um, a gymnast mm-hmm. and she did all those commercials mm-hmm. and um and then because uh, she uh peter pan and the other one she's really well known for is annie get your gun i believe like where she she's just become this musical theater staple right? and she has a theater here yeah. in Southern California. I was going to ask you about that. I'm like, when did Kathy Rigby, the gymnast, oh. become this amazing yeah. like theatrical performer? She is a dynamo. She's yeah. incredible. And she's done so much for the arts, especially here in Southern California. Yeah. Like, I just, I love to hear um, about people who are giving back and working with kids, right. especially because, you know, if you have kids that I won't go, I mean, this is a whole other podcast about <laughs> schools and everything, right. but so many arts programs have been taken away when I feel like we need that more than mm. ever. So God bless Kathy Rigby. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck she's yeah. great. I think she's like five feet tall and has such presence. She had the attention of everyone in that theater. Yeah. It was so much fun. But I, I was so jealous of you, Will, because I wanted to be everywhere all at once. I wanted to well, be on Catalina and with you It is so downtown. weird. It, yes. Well, and mm-hmm. you were sorely missed. I, I oh, You're my you. theater buddy, and mm-hmm. I love going to the shows with you because... I love seeing the shows through your eyes because we see a diff- different performances. Mm-hmm. You see see it from a completely different angle that I very, very much I see appreciate. it through tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my but angle. Yeah. The Amundsen down of with the uh, the premiere of Jersey Boys starring mm-hmm. Mark Ballas was so much <gasps> fun. Oh my gosh. It was, it, they pulled out all the stops. They had this beautiful red convertible parked mm-hmm. out front right in front of the step and repeat where all the celebrities were coming in and getting their pictures taken. And they had this gentleman that was all dressed up in like like late 50s, early 60s, like period clothes, like the thin mm-hmm. tie and like the, his hair was in a pompadour and he was kind of the masters of ceremony of the red carpet, like kind of welcoming oh, cool. everyone. Were they announcing like yes, celebs as they exactly. came? Yeah. It was very oh, cool. And um, I was standing there with Bill um, right before we went in and I, did I tell you, I, um, I was I was part of the team that opened Jersey Boys at the Palazzo in Vegas. Is this the one where you never saw the show? <laughs> yeah, never, never all the way through. <laughs> I saw bits a lot and, of distractions in Vegas. You yeah, know, I saw bits and pieces. I would pop in and pop out, or I'd be backstage or something. But I so would, maybe you sort of saw I, the whole thing. Just I never not like saw all the way through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, no. Uh, so yeah. So I um, 
So I, I knew Frankie Valli and the, all of the four seasons from all of the openings and, and all of the oh, events. Oh, so they came. Right. And I, I, and I was like, Bill, there's Frankie Valli. And so he got onto the red carpet with his wife or female companion or person. <laughs> I don't know exactly. Special human. <laughs> exactly. Special human. And so he went through the, the step and repeat and like got his picture taken, was uh, speaking to the press and whatnot. And then he gets to the very end and the gentleman in the tie with the jacket and the pompadour is like, and we're, everyone is so excited to be here at the uh, the Jersey Boys premiere where we're celebrating the four seasons and, yeah, and I am standing here with, and he puts the microphone in front of his face for him to introduce because he didn't know he who doesn't he... know who Frankie Valley is <laughs> like it's about him it's like, and, and Frankie yeah. Valley's face was like are you kidding me but you know I will say as someone who has hosted sometimes in the heat of the moment okay <laughs> it could be Brad Pitt's maybe you're just over maybe the host was so overwhelmed that he just couldn't even get the words out he was like I mean it def- you know. I mean yes but I mean of all the people to like right. just it was just a, right. it was a folly of errors and like did you jump in and go, it's Frankie Valley? No, yeah. I, I just watched just the watched. side. Did Frankie Valley say, I'm Frankie Valley? Yeah. My life, my life up there. Four seasons. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. that was, it was awkward. But aside yeah. from that, everything else was great. Um, Mark Ballas and the rest of the cast were fantastic. And it like a show that I'm so familiar with and that I've been around for quite a bit. Like, mm-hmm. It wasn't the same show. Like They took a lot of different journeys to get to to tell that story like yeah it was really refreshing and really wonderful and i was really impressed with the cast like yeah. it was pretty fantastic so how many years ago did you do that in vegas i want to say right. was it 2006 2007 so yeah, that was like 10 years ago now yeah. and i saw it three years ago at mm-hmm. the pantages i saw that production um and i okay so what is there a name for it when you know like mamma mia or um, when you do a show with music that's already out there. I, I call like them a, ju- a, a jukebox musical. I love that. Yeah. And that's meant in a positive well, way. Well, it's saying yeah. Bodyguard yeah. was very much a yeah. Whitney Houston ju- jukebox yeah. musical. Yeah. Give me that jukebox, please. <laughs> I played my Whitney all day. Yeah. You know, and I, that was one of the first ones that I saw with sort of like the pre-existing music and everything. And I didn't really know the story of the Four Seasons, mm-hmm. but uh, I enjoyed it so much. And when they started singing Sherry, like the audience just came alive in December 1963 and um, I can't take my eyes off of you. And just the drama of the behind the scenes stuff was incredible. Seeing them go from these kids to superstars. Yeah. And yeah. all of the, I remember like when I was a working actor and I, I would just, my goal was to dance on Broadway. And I kind of thought everything was going to change once I danced on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And then once I got to Broadway, I realized I still put my pants on one leg at a time. Like it didn't. Mm-hmm. And it was the same with these gentlemen who achieve superstardom they still have the same problems or just different problems mm-hmm. you know and it's just i think that, that was really sobering to see even though you your dream comes true like that's not where your happiness comes from you know what they should have seen into the woods and they would learn what happens when the wish comes true <laughs> that maybe maybe you don't live happily exactly. ever after right exactly. another show that we've talked about also with the Amundsen. right and um i do want to say like i think it's so cool that frankie valley came out like when i saw uh, motown the musical at pantages recently barry gordy jr was there mm-hmm. smoky Ru- and everybody was like smoky <laughs> like it was like you know, this wave of whispers through the crowd. I It just adds, if somebody makes a musical about your life, go. Go yeah. as often as you can yeah. because it's such a thrill to watch that unfold in front of you and then see the actual person, right. which is cool. No, yeah. absolutely. Um, and also, when I was in New York uh, and I was in 42nd Street on Broadway, I like it was my Broadway premiere, like debut. I'd never been working in New York before like uh, at that level and just loving every single second of it. Um, one of my very first weeks 
one, there was an usher who came up to me as I was leaving and he's just like, I know you're new to the show. I've been ushering for a couple months now. I've really enjoyed your performance. You're a welcome addition. Like, I, congratulations. And I was like, thank you so much. And he's like, my name's uh, John. And I was like, and then like a couple months later, I did a uh, a reading of a like a, a new music like a, of a musical that people were trying out. So mm. like they put together a whole cast. We had the script. We learned the songs and everything. And uh, the gentleman who was the usher was the lead in it. I didn't know even know he was a performer. And it was John Lloyd Young who won the Tony for. Uh, Jersey Boys for playing the Frankie Valley role. And, like, ah, he, was a, he was goosebumps. He was an usher. Usher at 42nd Street and just the sweetest, nicest guy. And then when I got to actually work with him and this voice came out of it. And, yeah. then, and I knew at that time that he had gotten Jersey Boys and that it was opening soon on Broadway. Yeah. But it was just so surreal to like this, like, and so it, it just... You never know. Yeah. You never like. And, and, Aren't you glad you were nice to him? Not that you oh. wouldn't be nice to everybody. I can't imagine you being like, oh, an usher, you know. No, but but yeah. I mean, it was just so. I I will. When I'm so happy for him and his success. Yeah. But I'm also awesome. just. I was just always like it, he even before success. He just was such a sweet, lovely human. Right. You know? And that success is only going to amplify that. Exactly. You know, if exactly. he was a jerk, he'd just it's, be more of a jerk. But he's not. No. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm interested to see because. Um, I'm gonna later in this episode. I'm gonna sit down with Mark Ballas in and like talk. two minutes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna talk to him about all sorts of things about because he closed Jersey Boys on Broadway. Um, okay, so he replaced John. Uh, well, at the very him. end, there was mm-hmm. qu- there were quite a few people who played in mm-hmm. in between, but John uh, was the very first Frankie Valley, mm-hmm. and Mark was the last Broadway. Uh, I'm gonna ask him what it was like to not only have to follow in the footsteps of Frankie Valley, but it's a Tony Award winning role, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's got to be daunting. Yeah. Well, you know, people say that Dancing with the Stars is harder than the Olympics. So it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to ask him about, you know, a grueling live show that you're doing one or two nights a week. And now you're doing this and all these performances six days a week. And, and what's that? I'm so curious to hear all about that. And I wish I could join you at the Amundsen to talk to Mark. Well, well, you have a life and you have something. You know, <laughs> I'll be at work. <laughs> yes, but, exactly. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm really, really excited to sit down. He... After seeing Mark in the show, like, I'm confident, like, there are some people who are dancers, some people who are singers, some people who are actors. Then there's these people who are blessed enough to be triple threats. Mm-hmm. And he is definitely one of those. Yeah. And it doesn't, it, you only get that through hard work, mm-hmm. you know. And he was a wonderful dancer. I, there's not a ton of dancing in the show, but every time he does move, it's poetry. Mm-hmm. He's gorgeous voice and he can do all of the tenor stuff that Frankie Valli is famous for and then the scene work was really really dynamite he was yeah. funny when he needed to be funny and he was poignant and sweet and uh, dramatic and mm-hmm. it w- I thought he was great well you make a great point you know because we think of Mark from dancing mm-hmm. and dancing with the stars <laughs> you're yelling at the dogs <laughs> like my dogs have decided scream. to wrestle each other <laughs> yeah. maybe they also like the music of the four seasons but you're <laughs> right for someone to it was like you know uh, when we were talking to the cast of the bodyguard about trying to sing Whitney Houston songs Frankie Valley is another iconic voice when you listen to him you're just like, how is that the same guy like hitting these notes and it's unreal? So Mark did that and he oh hit those notes and he sang those songs. To a crowd who, it was very much like Jersey Strong in that mm-hmm. theater. Like everyone, every time there was a Jersey reference, people were just like hooting and hollering and like testifying. <laughs> it was just like, it was a, a lot of East Coast people so, in LA. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah. were, and they loved themselves some four seasons mm-hmm. and they were very, like, yeah. So it was very cool to see. A performance in such a supportive venue 
I love the Amundsen so much. That's it's wonderful. So, yeah, it's really, really great. All right, well, let's transport ourselves magically, transport you will, to the Amundsen to have a chat with the star of the current run of Jersey Boys, Mark Ballas. Mark Ballas! <laughs> and I am here in the Amundsen Theater with Mark Ballas, star of Jersey Boys. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, so. You played the role in New York. You played uh, Frankie Valli on Broadway. You, yeah. uh, you closed the show, and now you're here in Los Angeles. What does it mean to you to be here in Los Angeles performing the show? Uh, it, it's just amazing to do it on another coast and get to um, do it for some fans that couldn't make it out on Broadway. Um, you know, it's quite a far way to travel if you're on the sure. West Coast. And some people did make it out, but it's nice to be in um, what I consider now, I guess, hometown, because I've lived here for the last 10 years. And all my friends can come see it. Exactly. And um, it's great to have um, the real Frankie Valley be able to come see it again. He came on closing night and mm -hmm. he came for opening night. Then a new, um, I think it paused. Oh my gosh. Did it? No, oh, no, it's still gone. Um, I'll that. Uh, just, it's awesome to do it in front of a new audience and a whole new crowd. Great. Um, and you mentioned Frankie Valley. Like, those are some pretty big, even though he's a little guy, he's got some pretty big shoes to fill. Oh, yeah. What was it like? Did, did that really affect you? Like, holy cow, I've got a big responsibility. Um, not really. Okay. I think it's more of like a privilege sure. and something that I'm grateful for than letting something kind of like, you know, make me nervous. I mean, of course, it's always, you're, I'm always nervous. I think you're not human if you're not nervous every sure. time you go out on stage. Mm -hmm. So to have him there, you know, definitely intensifies that. But, um, you know, he was a big part, him and Bob Gaudio were a big part of selecting me to do it. You know, I went through um, a series of auditions like... I sent in tapes from LA, I sent in three different songs, and everyone had to go through all the casting directors, and then they flew me to New York, I did the dance call, did the singing call, did the acting call, then did a full workshop, had to do it again for everybody all at once, wow. and then at the end they send your tapes to Frankie and Bob, and you know, if, they, if they're not liking it, no matter how much casting likes you, you're not, it's not happening, and you know, they don't care who you are or you know, what your social media looks like, they sure. want you to be able to crush these songs. So. That definitely makes it easier knowing that I had his blessing from the get-go, so. Right. I, I, that makes a little bit more sense to me now that you say that, because I loved all four of you guys. I yeah. thought you guys worked really well together. And Thank I you. just Yeah, it was just... It's really, a good group. Yeah, it's, it's a really, 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 really good, good, good group. group. Uh, very LA is very lucky to have you guys here. Um, yeah. How has your appreciation for this book of music changed? Like how, like... Well, I've always been a huge fan. Like, I grew up listening to, you know, The Four Seasons and The Four Freshmen mm -hmm. and that kind of era of rock and roll. I loved The Beatles. I used to listen to a lot of Buddy Holly, Little Richard, Dion and the Belmonts, you know, Richie Valens. Like, I love that era of music, um, starting from, like, early 50s all the way to late 60s. Right. Um, but to be able to perform it every night is something else altogether and I think for anyone who's coming to watch this show you leave even if you're familiar with the catalog or not you, mm -hmm. I don't think anyone's familiar with that all these songs are by them exactly you know the songs you, you they'll start and you'll know the lyrics you'll know the accents and the, the fact that you know Bob Gaudio wrote all these songs and this is all the four seasons of Frankie Van it's quite it's quite an incredible catalog it's mind-blowing so be able to uh, do that every night is is truly an honor I um, wasn't really going to bring up too much of the fact that y you as a dancer, mm -hmm. but um, you are an amazing dancer. Thank you. And I thought I would miss seeing you 
does it does it feel good to be able to stretch those other and, and to show because <clears throat> so often in entertainment we get branded by like the first Absolutely. thing we do. Does it feel good to be like, hey, I'm I'm so much more. Yeah, and you know it's 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 funny. I've done interviews in the past where people are like. Oh, you know, so can you hit those notes or can no. you do it? And I'm like, well, it wouldn't be good if I couldn't. And I doubt they'd cast me if I couldn't. And the reality is, you know, I started getting into the dance side of performing last. Wow. I started off as a singer, actor, and a theater kid. Right. I started playing classical guitar when I was nine. Mm -hmm. And I went to a musical theater college for 10 years and I graduated with honors. So I have a diploma in musical theater. You know, I was in the Buddy Holly show, I did Jesus Christ Superstar, I was in Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, Copacabana. So this was all before, you know, my right. dance thing came up. So when people are kind of naive to that, or if they haven't done their research exactly. before the interview, I'm kind of like, well, if you, you know, it's, it's nice to kind of loosen those shackles. I feel like, and I mean, in, I wouldn't necessarily, you are a dancer, but that's not what uh, I was drawn to when I watch you perform. You're a performer. Thank you. you know yeah, I mean? and, that's, and that's kind of... I've always just been in love with all facets of performing, whether it be dancing, singing, acting, playing music, and to be able to do all of it in one show in two hours and 30 minutes right. is, is an incredible, incredible feeling. And, um, you know, I'm very, I'm, it's funny, nowadays I think the pigeonhole thing is a lot bigger than it was. Like back in the day, you had to do it all. Right. If you're going to be on Broadway or in the West End or in theater, you got to do it all. Mm -hmm. You can't be good at one. you got to be able to do it all. And I'm a big advocate for that. I, I love encouraging kids that want to be in the entertainment. Hey, take dance, take singing, take an instrument. You know, learn how to act and, and express yourself in every way possible and know that it's okay to be good at more than one thing or it's okay to strive to be, you know, accomplished in more than one thing. That's what makes a true well-rounded performer in my opinion you right. know so it, it's definitely nice to be in a show that's focused around um, music singing and acting and I do a couple of moves here and there yep. but it's nice to like there's no freedom mm -hmm. you can't take liberties you have to do the choreography as a set Sergio did an incredible job yes. choreographing it and I got to work with him a little bit but I really got to work with Danny Austin a lot in New okay. York who is just like my my buddy so it's in incredible to do it every night so you that's so great. You also have a pretty successful recording career. Like a, yeah. you, you're newly married. Congratulations! Yes, I am, yes. And uh, you and your wife are a duo. And you mm -hmm. have. I've been listening to the music recently. I, oh wow! I, okay, and it's great. Um, uh, the was head high. Head high EP. It's, it's yeah. beautiful. It's Thank really, you. really, it's Thank really you, yeah. great. And we will post links um, in this post awesome. to, so people can check it out. Do you feel like with your success? in musical theater and then with this wonderful, do you, find, do you have enough time to, to pursue everything? Um, you make time. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, um, I didn't go out too much with friends sure. or do all that stuff. Like, I went to musical theater school during the day mm -hmm. where you had to sing, dance, act, and play an instrument, right. and then you would also do your academics. Mm -hmm. Then afterwards, I would come home, and on Mondays, I would have guitar lessons after school. Right. Tuesdays, I would have extra dance lessons. Mm -hmm. Wednesday, it was guitar lessons. And, you know, on the weekends we'd be competing or I'd be playing gigs. So I was constantly doing it, not because my parents made me, because I genuinely wanted to. Right. You know, and later, of course, I got to hang out with friends and I had a great social life as a kid. But I think it was that determination and focus and um, com commitment to the art that kind of put me where I am today. And I'm grateful to my parents for allowing me to express myself in, in that way. And uh, but yeah, you know, after this, and we just actually found out we're, we're opening on tour for an, a band this summer. I can't say who it is yet because okay. it hasn't been announced, but um, we're, this is going to finish, and two days later we're going off on the road, 
because we're going to be dropping our um, our new EP, our follow up to Head High is coming out uh, at the in the middle of June, so end of June. Wow, that's so very exciting. We're doing artwork right now. We're mixing it, and uh, I think it's some of our best material to date. That's amazing. Um, in the EP, the you play guitar, and I know I've I've seen you personally uh, play guitar. And your uh, is that you playing? Like, I play all the guitars. It's yeah. beautiful. Everything. It's really really. Thank you, it's, thank you so it's, much. It's, it's wow. Good. Yeah, the, and the first one, uh, the first EP. We did ourselves, you know. We, we wrote all the songs. We we vocal produced each other. We I produced the tracks, and it was like, it was cool to just kind of do what we wanted, you right. know, and kind of just, it happened organically. One night, where BC and I said, let's you know, let's write a song together. We've never done that, and what turned into what was a date night right. turned into a full project, and now you know we've been touring. We had a number one EP. We had a top ten pop chart single, and we're doing this all independently. Right. So. Um, it's pretty cool to be, to to do it yourself, have no help, and end up being number one on the singer-songwriter chart, which sure. is pretty cool. And also to be working with someone, like with family, with people that you mm -hmm. love, because we, as Americans, we spend so much time working. Yeah. To do it with people you love is like, there's Absolutely. nothing better. Absolutely, and a lot of people ask us, like, is it tough working together? And for us, it's that's what kind of is the balance. When we're not together, it's when, yeah. you know, it gets hard. I get that. Yeah, I so. get, that's incredible. So, okay. Uh, it's so funny. I had so many questions all lined up, but you've kind of hit everything oh, already. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I mean yeah. it's, it's just incredible. Like as far as I was gonna talk, like I like my musical theater or entertainment uh, inspirations were like Gene Kelly, Fred Astaire, mm, and I the best. Yes, like who are your other inspirations? My biggest. I love Gene Kelly. He. Mm -hmm. I love Fred Astaire too. But there was something just cool about yep. Gene Kelly. It was effortless, and it was kind of like. He was a bad boy, you know, he had blue right. collar kind of vibe to him, which I love. And Fred Astaire was all about class yeah, and finesse. Yeah, top hat and tails. Love, and I love, I love both those boys. Um, you know, growing up, I listened to a lot of Queen. Mm -hmm. Love Freddie Mercury. Right. Michael Jackson. Um, Kurt Cobain was forever one of my idols. I loved his guitar playing and his sound. And um, in the theater world, I was a massive fan of Brian Darcy James. Okay. You know, I, sure. I, I, and I'm friends with him now, which is crazy. You know, it's like he invited me to come see him in Something Rotten a few nice. years ago, which was great. And I was a huge fan of him, like even his off-Broadway stuff, like The Wild Party sure. with Andrew Lippa's version mm -hmm. was just like to me. Um, uh, Cole Wilkinson from yep. uh, uh, Les, Les Mis as well. Yeah, yeah. I loved him. Um, Zubin Varla, his rendition of Judas in uh, Jesus Christ Superstar to me was like, Steve, and Steve Balsamo. Uh, yeah, I, don't know, I just grew up kind of listening to it all. You know, my, my iPod selection goes from something classical to like Paco de la Silla when it comes to guitar, and then sure. it's as heavy as like Slipknot in, in like the metal <laughs> genres, you know. But vocally, you know, I, I grew up loving Freddie and Michael, Kurt, and, you know, Frankie Valley and um, Little Richard and Elvis. Like, those guys to me were just super. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, that doesn't surprise me at all yeah. that it's so wide range. Um, what you uh, growing up or or when you were starting out uh what was the best advice that you got and what advice do you have for people coming up now um the best advice i got um was from both my parents was to never like never second guess yourself mm -hmm. if you're passionate about something go for it put in the time put in the hours you know if even if you have to make sacrifices if it's something you want badly enough, it's worth it, sure. no matter who the naysayers are, because you can have naysayers no matter what, especially in this day and age with social media, like it's just a whole nother, 
a whole other level and not everyone's gonna like you and and that and that's part of life and you're not gonna be able to please everybody and um you know my grandfather said to me when I was a kid taste is not a debatable subject which is that stuck stuck with me all these years and um t to me like I, I'm really big on encouraging kids again just to Go for the dreams. If you want to be able to do more than one thing, it's possible. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can accomplish anything with hard work, dedication, and time, and and not caring what other people say. Of course, it gets tough. Sure. But th in this business, as you know, like you got to have thick skin, and there's going to be days where people tell you you did a fantastic job, and there's going to be days where people are kind of like, you didn't do a great job, or you never know. But the p important thing is that if it if your heart desires it and you want it bad enough, don't ever shy away from accepting the challenge. So people listening now, like what's the best way for them to keep track of you? Like where would you? Uh, yeah, you know, we do the social media thing. I mean, uh, I'm trying to get better at it. I can uh -huh. sometimes be a little lackadaisical, <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting better at it. But you can follow me on Instagram, which okay. is at Mark Ballas. Great. Twitter is also at Mark Ballas. Facebook Super. is Mark Ballas. And then um, our band is Alexander Jean on Instagram. It's at underscore Alexander Jean underscore. And your website is alexandergene.net. Yes. I'll and, put all those links. And we got the Facebook too, which is, I think, Alexander Gene Official. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, great. Fantastic. Yeah. So, um, Jersey Boys will be playing at the Amundsen until June 24th. Yeah. Tickets are available at centertheatergroup.org. And I hope you get a chance to see Mark and his remarkable cast while they're here. Mark, thank you so much for joining me thank and sitting down with me. me. Um, and uh, thank you all for listening. If, if you have a moment, I'd love for you to check out our other episodes at westernbroadwaypodcast.com and follow us on social media. On behalf of Lara Scott and the rest of the team, I'll say goodbye for now and remind you, if you're looking for us, you can find us just west of Broadway. Hi y'all, this is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.